the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The race is on for countries throughout Europe to speed up the vaccination rate. The urgency coincides with Europe's summer vacation months, with hotter weather bringing more people together in countries where governments are reluctant to clamp down on them. Incentives for people to get shots include free groceries, travel and entertainment vouchers and prize drawings. The European Centre for Disease Control maintains that the new Delta variant carries a high to very high risk of infection for partially or unvaccinated communities. The organisation estimates that by the end of August, the variant will account for 90% of cases in the European Union. Daily new case numbers are already climbing sharply in countries like the United Kingdom, Portugal and Russia. Karen Chamas, London. Tropical storm Elsa is still moving through the Caribbean, expected to possibly make landfall in Florida by Tuesday. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any adult taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. Just a little bit after 1 p.m. here at AM 1280 The Patriot. My name is Brian. For the weather today, it's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 90 degrees. AM 1280 The Patriot, in partnership with Inspiration Tours, presents the Stand with Israel Tour. Embark with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel. The Stand with Israel Tour, October 27th through November 5th. Join your fellow Patriots by signing up today. Book your trip worry-free now through July 6th. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My tenure as one of Minnesota's leading C-list blogs. Going on 20 years as of next February. This broadcast, of course, heading for its 18th birthday, meaning it can sign contracts and vote and uh, do other uh, the needful in every state of the union here before too terribly long here. Uh, find out why. Stay tuned. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you don't know what took you so long. We've been waiting for you. Uh, for all the rest of you, thanks for stopping back by here. A couple of the ground rules for the show. If you disagree with me, your call gets on the air first. If you don't disagree with me, 
I have no worries whatsoever about your state of mind. And otherwise, just hope you have a good time here. Hope you have nearly as much fun as I'm having, because as I say, only partially tongue-in-cheek, the worst day on the air is, in fact, better than the best day off the air. Again, partially tongue-in-cheek, but you know I partly mean it here. By the way, with weather this hot, muggy, and yucky, (laughs) the worst day on the air is, in fact, probably better than being outside. Although, quite frankly, I did have a lot of fun uh, working in the yard yesterday. In fact, I'll have to say, this is one of the perverse joys of... My adventure of this last couple of years, a few years ago, I changed up some aspects of my lifestyle. I lost like 80 pounds. And it turns out that the kind of work that outdoors uh, on days like today that I would have been trying to find ways to get out of after about 20 minutes is now I'm good for about three, uh, three, four hours outdoors now. Uh, and, and I kind of enjoy that, which is not to say that this weather isn't absolute garbage for me personally. I I make a fairly concerted point of never complaining about the so-called winters here in Minnesota uh, because they're not nearly as impressive as the winters I grew up in in my native North Dakota. Uh, up there, winters are much, much uh, harder than they are in southern Minnesota at the very least. Northern Minnesota, quite another story. Ely, Embarrass, uh, Winger, some of the cities up north, much, much colder than than southern Minnesota. Sort of the sort of stuff that makes me feel at home, quite frankly, when I used to commute up to Thief River Falls for, for a job years ago. I I do that. I remain quiet about about Minnesota's winters, partly because they do feel a little wimpy to me, and partly because well, I think it gives me moral uh, ground to complain about this weather, which does, in fact, kick my butt every year. Uh, if it weren't for the fact that I finally installed room air conditioners in my bedroom and my home office, I would probably, well, be living in the basement on a cot somewhere because it's, that's where it's more or less habitable on days like this week uh, is going to be. Speaking of this week, it is a full week in the uh, schedule of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson is uh, out on assignment tomorrow. I will be rejoining you all tomorrow from 1 to 3 on uh, Brad's normal time, the closer edition, uh, spending Independence Day with, with all of you. Maybe, maybe, just maybe doing a special Independence Day broadcast, something that we can uh, revisit in future years and uh, serve as sort of a radio time capsule. Or maybe I'll just do a typical Sunday Narn and have a lot of fun with it. Either way, it'll be great to be here with you. Hope you can, well, hope you have lots of Fourth of July stuff to do out there. But if not, if you can spare some time during the middle of the day tomorrow, early afternoon, love to have you stop by from 1 to 3 as I fill in for Brad Carlson. Brad, by the way, off on assignment tomorrow. I am off on assignment next Saturday. Uh, we will be uh, making arrangements as we go forward here for next Saturday. Jack Tomzak, of course, will be here steady as she goes every Saturday afternoon uh, from 3 uh, till 5. The uh, the current new newest member of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, just a little bit ahead of Brad Carlson, 10 years behind Brad and uh, 17 years behind the other junior member of the NARN, King Banya Jr. He's a, he's a charter member of the Northern Alliance like myself. So that's the entire Northern Alliance schedule. Uh, King, of course, heard Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on her sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. So it's uh, the full schedule is here, holiday or not. We're, we're, we're always right here. So uh, 651 
289-4488, the number to call. As always, a very busy show today, busier than most today. In the second hour, we're going to be talking with uh, Angus Fox. It's everything I can do not to say Angus Young. If you are a person of a certain age, you will probably know why. But in fact, the name is Angus Fox. He is a British writer for Quillette. Uh, a online uh, website which does for academia, which uh, that which Babylon B has been doing for comedy and the National Review has been doing for political culture in general for the last 60 years or so. In other words, making it safe for to be a dissenter or at least putting the dissenting case out there. Quillette is an academic publication. But uh, Angus Fox, for the last several months, has been working on what turns out to be a seven-part piece uh, entitled When Sons Become Daughters, it is about the log rolling, the bullying, the, the the gaslighting that goes into breeding down the parents and and removing the parental agency of parents of young people, in this case primarily boys, who get convinced that changing their gender is a valid, viable way forward for them. We'll be talking with Angus about what he's learned in his series and what you can do or you can help another parent do if you find that they are in that situation and what a ugly, miserable situation that has got to be for so many of them. We'll be talking about that in the second hour. 651-289-4488, the number to call. I felt a little bit of, should I say, deja vu. I mean, you get used to, conservative figures, conservative uh, conservative uh, politicians in particular, getting accosted by progressives out in the street uh, with lists of demands that they have to uh, acquiesce with until, uh, or, or they won't be let uh, for to move forward, or perhaps they won't be allowed to keep their businesses or their jobs or, or, or whatever. I was a little bit more surprised to see the victim of that same tactic this past week. Um, Minneapolis City Councilor Andrea Jenkins, who presumably felt herself swaddled enough in urban progressive privilege and intersectional armor that she'd be protected from such a scene, found it not to be the case. Going to a community event, shall we say, down by Loring Park, uh, this past uh, week, I believe it would have been uh, Tuesday of this past Monday, Monday of this past week. Uh, she, a, by the way, transgender woman who is the vice president of the Minneapolis City Council, found herself blocked in and held hostage by BLM protesters demanding that she sign a statement agreeing to a laundry list of demands. Uh, by the way, BLM blocked the car, demanding basically intellectual ransom, uh, signing of a list of demands, which eventually uh, Ms. Jenkins did, the vice president of the city council. Uh, it, it took a while, there was a, but eventually and perhaps inevitably there was a signing of the statement since they presumably weren't that far apart. Interesting thing to note that... Black Lives Matter, the organization that put on the blockage of Andrea Jenkins, chose to actually execute the blocking, the standing in front of the car, uh, thus b- preventing Ms. Jenkins and her driver from leaving the event. Uh, I think it was a parking lot near Loring Park. It was a dorky-looking white guy. 
uh, awash in progressive uh, urban progressive privilege, uh, which I think there's some significance to that. I mean, it's a Black Lives Matter protest in a part of Minneapolis that has essentially been ceded over to BLM. And yet they put a dorky looking white guy in front of mm, Councillor Jenkins's car. When something like this happens, you have to ask yourself, why would they do that? Optics are everything with these organizations, everything. So let's assume for a moment that this whole spiel wasn't staged, which, by the way, I assume no such thing because I I have to think there would have to be some utility, some political advantage in giving uh, Andrea Jenkins a whiff of the intersectional activist's most important commodity, victimhood. I, I mean, of course, being a transgender black woman, which is the intersectional version of hitting all six numbers on the Powerball uh, in terms of intersectional uh, status, uh, and the fact that BLM put the aforementioned dorky white kid in front of the car, allowing allowing Jenkins, which, by the way, if you watch the video, it's it's posted on my blog uh, this past Monday, I believe it was, in a post entitled The Asylum, for obvious reasons. So if we assume that the whole aspect isn't staged to, to give Jenkins a whiff of the aforementioned victimhood, which is the coin of the realm in governments like Minneapolis— and the fact that, that BLM, being masters of optics, put, well, <laughs> a doughy-looking white guy in front of the car, which allowed Jenkins, if you watch the video at shotinthedark.info under the piece last Monday entitled The Asylum, may have been Tuesday, uh, allowing Jenkins to bellow at the beginning of the video about white supremacy. Oh, that's right, BLM practicing white supremacy. Well, Certainly the the doughy-looking white punk in front of the car could be accused of same. Uh, it, it, it all does tie together, most ironically, if you, if you allow it. But, well, uh, he, he, Jenkins, she uh, bellowed white supremacy just loudly enough for the camera to pick it up, which at least lends a certain casual credence to the theory. Which is, by the way, the more I think about it, the more I think it was it was staged. But let's pump the brakes on that for just a moment here. Let's just assume that this <clears throat> protest was legitimate and organic. Remember, and you won't have to remember it for long because I believe this is the, the, the f- train of facts that will come out in this fall's elections in Minneapolis. If anyone replaces the clown car that is currently running Minneapolis, Mayor Fry, uh, Vice President Jenkins, President uh, Lisa Bender, Philippe Cunningham, Jeremiah Ellison, Alondra Cano. It's going to be someone from their left. Is this the first salvo in the uh, attempting to show that, that Andrea Jenkins is too far to the center for modern Minnesota progressivism? Oh, hang on to your hats, folks. I'm not sure when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Whoa. 
look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. My company is the only one of its kind that provides you with bids on home improvement projects from multiple contractors after one short meeting with me. Hi, it's Ryan with my three quotes. Patriot listeners have been contacting me to find out all the projects I can help them handle. Let's start with doors and windows. Whether you're looking at big brands like Marvin, Anderson, Pella, or local vinyl brands, I can get you the best prices and installers to take care of your needs. And I can't stress how many people have saved thousands of dollars from previous bids they got. Then there's siding. Whether it's James Hardy, LP Smart Side, Steel, or Vinyl, I can help you design and get the best value in beautifying the exterior of your home. Soffit, fascia, and gutters can also accent any siding project. For roofing, I work with all the major brands of asphalt shingles, and yes, I'm happy to get you quotes on any approved storm damage. For the easiest way to get the most competitive bids with one simple meeting with me, visit GetMyThreeQuotes.com to set an appointment. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. AM1280 The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us. And I sincerely hope you do. It's uh, it's that's, that's why we like to hear from people out there. It's easy to, to get the feeling when you're in the basement like we are here that we are broadcasting out into the void. And yet we know that's not true because we hear from you pretty much uh, the rest of the week. So it would be wonderful. To hear from you, 651-289-4488, or join us on uh, social media, uh, Twitter, uh, or Gab, or MeWe, or Parlor for that matter, at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show, the official tag of the Northern Alliance Radio Network broadcast. Normally, I'd be broadcasting also uh, 
live streaming the video stream for the show on Facebook, on our Facebook page, which is Northern Alliance Radio Network. Not doing that because, well, I've got to save some bandwidth for our next guest, who's coming up after 2 o'clock. Angus Fox makes a return appearance. Angus uh, from Quillette Magazine. I've talked about him uh, before, so stay tuned for that. Uh, don't forget the Dinesh D'Souza podcast coming up five days a week at am12athepatriot.com. Make sure you uh, check in for that every day. It's like as if you don't get enough primo content from Salem Communications and AM12A, The Patriot. Uh, it just keeps getting better and better. That's the Nash D'Souza podcast weekdays at AM12A, The Patriot.com. So, you may recall a few weeks ago, city of Minneapolis uh, first tried to, and by the way, I, I first I put this uh, all these things in scare quotes, city of Minneapolis and the word tried, <laughs> and clear, also in scare quotes, uh, first tried to clear George Floyd Square at 38th of Chicago. They spun it with, let's be frank here, the willing connivance of the Twin Cities media uh, to try and make it appear that a community group had somehow gotten a bunch of city trucks and their unionized employees out to one of the, I, I can't emphasize this enough, one of the edgiest flashpoints in America without the mayor of, uh, of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, knowing about it. I, I, will, I will say this again. The It was originally spun that a community group called Agape, which is a group of residents of the neighborhood, uh, a, a local nonprofit that has been basically spun off to help uh, the community deal with all of the offshoots of the riots and the George Floyd uh, episode and, and everything else that's going on in South Minneapolis at this point. And it was put out there with a straight face by the Twin Cities media on the initial morning uh, the first, quote, attempt, end quote, to, quote, clear, end quote, George Floyd Square. That's at 38th in Chicago by the uh, erstwhile Cup Foods store in South Minneapolis, not far from my first apartment in the Twin Cities. Uh, this, by the way, on June 3rd, a month ago today, was the first attempt to clear George Floyd Square. Uh, now, according to Channel 4, city workers began clearing concrete barriers from the area in the bright wee hours of the morning, Thursday, June 3rd, a month ago. Channel 5 reported that angry community members started arriving at the scene. Well, it's all history. You, you can all remember this. But it was put to us by reporters from, in particular, the 9 and the 11, that this was a spontaneous, organic, community-driven effort where Agape, the community organization that was essentially serving as the intermediator, intermediator between the city and the, well, let's call it autonomous zone that grew up around George Floyd Square, 38th in Chicago, had somehow managed to get a significant force of unionized city employees and their equipment all staged up and ready to go at the crack of dawn in South Minneapolis at one of the most fraught intersections in urban America anywhere, a focal point of a year of protest, peaceful and very much otherwise, uh, without the mayor, that would be the head of the executive branch in the city of Minneapolis, the person to whom the Park and Rec Department and every last one of those city workers reports and to whom they are responsible 
for their job reviews at the end of the day and for the signatures on their paychecks, if you go far enough up the food chain, the person ostensibly on whose desk the proverbial buck stops in Minneapolis, somehow, apparently, we are told, let a community group sashay into their office, glom onto a couple dozen city employees and a few million dollars worth of city equipment, got these unionized employees turned out at 5 a.m., well outside their normal work hours. By the way, if I'm not mistaken, in a union shop, that means lots of extra overtime getting called in before your normal start time. So the city incurred expense, regular wages, likely extraneous circumstance wages, and so forth and so on, all at the behest of a community group having nothing to do with Mayor Fry, to say nothing of the city council. It just happened, poof, spontaneously. And and just to prove that, because we believe in science here, uh, in the scientific method, one takes a hypothesis and attempts to reproduce the results. So I urge you, in the interest of science, to go ahead, get your community group to try it yourselves. Anyway, it's apparently spreading, this, this this pathology that says apparently community groups are able to get the city to do things on their own and there's nothing city leadership can do about it. It's apparently as contagious as the Delta variant. How do we know? Well, Lisa Bender, the president of the Minneapolis City Council and the woman who said in as many words that expecting public safety is, quote, a privilege, end quote, seems to have it in her bicycle-administrating head. That's her job. Before she became a city council woman and city council president, she was the city's head of bike policy. She's the person whose job it was to do her best to make city streets untenable for cars and a free-ride zone for bicyclists. Which, by the way, I bike to work. I, I bike a fair amount, and I bike for, to work exclusively for years I love biking even in the city but minneapolis and to a lesser extent extent st paul have gone completely over the edge completely off into loop-de-loo land bike wise and it's the fault of the likes of lisa bender who was converting streets to bike lanes long before she was uh, city council president at any rate lisa bender the bike woman who thinks that law and order is a privilege, but is perfectly happy to have her share of $4,000 a day worth of city uh, paid security around her house because, well, some animals are more equal than others. And boy, when she feels safe, it's not just a privilege. It is an entitlement for her. At any rate, she seems to think that city crews unionized employees who report up the food chain to Mayor Fry himself, except when Agape gets involved, apparently. Uh, Lisa Bender seems to think city crews are out wildcatting. And I quote this piece, which came out this past week from Alpha News. After city employees went to clean graffiti off the streets of Minneapolis, which, by the way, I mean, graffiti in some parts of South Minneapolis, uh, Lake Street in particular, to say nothing of, of St. Paul, is caked thickly enough to peel it off in sheets. 
Anyway, after city employees uh, went to clean graffiti off the streets of Minneapolis, city council president Lisa Bender allegedly stopped the process. When Bender first heard about the cleanup work being done, she wrote that she assumed the city employees, quote, were talked into this cleaning up the graffiti by the Business Association. In a later tweet, she said that Public Works employees, quote, mistook the drive aisle at the location at the Winston Smith Memorial for a public space. I, I, I remember when the likes of Lisa Bender had a job of keeping Minneapolis in comp- competition with places like Portland and Seattle and Berkeley for things that these days seem so innocent, like miles of bike lanes per capita. Uh, Ten years ago, there was a, a good-natured but expensive battle, battle with a small b, between Portland and Minneapolis for the title of most bike-friendly city in the United States, with friendliness being mentioned in terms of percentage of the city streets given over to bike lanes and miles of bike paths off the, the public thoroughfares. And in retrospect, while this was an expensive frippery in the great scheme of things at a time when people are, especially 10 years ago, when people were still recovering from the recession, it seems like the good old days, doesn't it? Uh, compared to today when Minneapolis is competing with Portland and Seattle and seems to have left Berkeley in the dust for the title of most completely bat spittle insane city leaders per capita. The 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 idea that, that city public workers would keep city property in a presentable fashion, you know, the way the taxpayers paid for it, apparently, according to Lisa Bender, is also a privilege. But good news. Apparently, City employees are available to freelance, to, to wildcat, to, to, to work on the behest of private citizens. Who knew? 651-289-4488, the number to call. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the Patriot, 651-289-4488, or join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Uh, either way, uh, happy to have you joining us here on this day. Uh, call it 4th of July, July Eve. Go nowhere. Be right back. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. 
For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me, and I sincerely hope you do. Hey, don't forget the Stand with Israel tour coming up uh, October 27th through November 5th. We're getting down to four months out here. There is still room, although people are turning out in... uh, it, it'd be tempting to say a biblical horde for this event, and it would be thoroughly appropriate since you will be touring the Holy Land, uh, the home of the biblical uh, plague, hold, horde, swarm, and, uh, well, parable, with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, two of the best people in the world to tour uh, places that matter with. Uh, Dennis Prager, of course, uh, one of the favorites of this broadcast. Uh, anyway, you have your chance to stay, get registered by going to am12athepatriot.com. Uh, and clicking on the Stand with Israel banner, it's going to be an absolute blast. I I wish I could go. I can't, but I wish I could. 651-289-4488. So uh, it's been interesting watching the media and the DFL, pardon the redundancy, uh, try to, well, scamper away from any blame for any any incursions by city employees into George Floyd Square, into any, into basically the autonomous zone that has crept into, uh, well, crept in, has established itself uh, to all intents and purposes in South Minneapolis as a, as a, shall we say, what's the insurgent uh, republic in South Minneapolis? One of two, really, quite frankly, because uptown is uh is, is slowly but surely getting assimilated into the autonomous zone world as well here. 
Although the uptown business people seem to have a little more clout with the city government than than the relatively farther down market crowd in South Minneapolis who, uh, who are pretty much at the mercy of the mob. Uptown is getting a little sporty as well. Uh, interesting uh, video coming out of one, uh, up, shall we say, upmarket traditional bar. Uh, at university, or not university, uh, at uh, Hennepin, uh, near Hennepin and Lagoon, uh, the other night, I think night before last, basically a huge fight breaking out in a bar. Now, this is not that unusual. If you've worked in bars, if you've hung out in bars on hot summer nights, having fights break out isn't all that unusual. The nature, tenor, and tone of the violence in what is becoming Minneapolis's second autonomous zone is something that you haven't seen in uptown Minneapolis. Now, other parts of Minneapolis, sure. Uptown, well, that's more your sort of U of M frat boy types uh, mixing it up in their peculiarly dilatory way, and that's a thing of the past. Uptown has turned into a a battleground (laughs) for your anti-fa type, your hardcore Marxist separatist type. Uh, and that, that's a new one to Uptown, where the, the, quote, revolutionaries, end quote, have over the course of the I don't know, 35 years or so since I've been in the Twin Cities, been more of the upper middle class college kid wearing a Che Guevara T-shirt sort of uh, vibe. Uh, ask me how I know. Yes, I used to run into him all the time. And it nothing has changed, except that uh, they've moved down market to the, the people who actually do like to burn things and smash things, uh, as opposed to prance about the place looking like uh, a revolutionary in a, in a, did I say George Floyd? I meant Che Guevara t-shirt. At any rate, city of Minneapolis disclaiming all responsibility for it. Uh, that That's going on right now. Uh, one thing that should solve all the problems, though, in Minneapolis, because goodness knows nothing the city of Minneapolis has done over this past year has even recognized that there is a problem. In fact, one might suspect that a good chunk of the Minneapolis City Council believes that what's going on is good. The complete collapse of Minneapolis as a as a outpost of civil society is a good thing because it's it's the people speaking out, we're told. Well, certainly certain people get to speak out or act out. But one might suspect the entire problem will be solved because of one other thing that happened this past week. That's right. The minimum wage in Minneapolis and St. Paul both went up to $14.25 an hour. That should fix it all here, folks. Let's put more of society's most vulnerable out of work. This this is an interesting uh, episode here that's happened. Now, we've been talking about this ever since the move to raise people to, to $15 an hour uh, gained traction in the Minnesota State Legislature going on 10 years ago. I mean, this is... This is going back a ways here, folks. I, I remember us reporting on this this quite some time ago. And, and we're up against, in, in trying to report on this story, this, this ongoing charade, this ongoing fraud of trying to raise the minimum wage, uh, we, we've seen some patterns breaking out 
across society as 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 the push to raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour uh, became established across our society here. Uh, Ten years ago, we pointed out that uh, that people earning minimum wage. And by the way, this is based on research from the Heritage Foundation, uh, actual with actual sites and actual uh, <laughs> and 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 actual facts and figures behind it. The 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 the, the people who earn minimum wage. This is uh, found out to be an absolute fact by by economists working for the Heritage Foundation six or seven years ago. Uh, they report that the average person making the minimum wage is what? I mean, it's interesting to ask supporters of the $15 minimum wage exactly what they think people earn in real life out there. I, I was on a community Facebook group uh, last night and... The and I asked people they were they were talking and, and, and a number of people were cheering, uh, practically speaking, about the 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 hike in the minimum wage to fourteen twenty five an hour in St. Paul and waiting for it to go up from there. And I asked these people, so what do you think people make? And almost to a person, these people said, "Well, I mean, the average wage in Minneapolis at St. Paul, Minneapolis, is eleven bucks an hour," and and people, I mean. The only raises they ever get is when people raise the minimum wage. And and I got this vision of of, of a class of people who who are who stay at minimum wage. They get out of high, high school or or more likely drop out of high school and stay at, at stay at minimum wage their entire life. They 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 can be 45 years old. And still flipping burgers or working the drive through at a McDonald's somewhere and 45 years old and still making seven twenty five an hour or whatever the minimum wage is in, in, in their area. And that's just not true. I mean, a couple of inconvenient facts that people who agitate for a, a continuously rising minimum wage or or dumber still the, the notion of making the 15 uh, the minimum wage a quote living wage something that an adult can live on and pay rent on. Uh, according to Heritage Foundation, the study I was getting to a, a moment or, or so ago here, 76% of minimum wage earners live in households where other people in the household earn at least a medium wage or more. In fact, it's more like people earning minimum wage live in households where the total income it, in in at least half of the cases is pushing $70,000 a year. That's considerably higher than the national medium. Meaning, over three-quarters of minimum wage earners don't depend on the minimum wage to get by, as it were. It's a complete canard that people, adults, as a, as a general rule, for means that they didn't choose, but for, for reasons that they didn't choose, that, that they actually depend on the minimum wage to get by. Now, the fact is, most adults who do depend on minimum wage jobs to get by do so because of choices they made. Now, some of those choices are choices they might wish they could make again. <laughs> For example, dropping out of school or getting a criminal record before you have one has marketable job skills or, or getting pregnant before having developed some sort of marketable skill or but getting into a household with someone else who has a marketable skill. I mean, Larry Elder, 
says this constantly. The, the best anti-poverty program there is is to get your high school diploma, don't have kids until you're married, and get a job. Start working. And if you don't do, if you manage to do those three things, your poverty rate, society-wide, is about 2% in this country over time. Yeah, perhaps your first few years out in the workforce may be a little dodgier, but it's just you, right? You don't have kids if you're doing it smart. At any rate, so, but those, that's, those are matters of choice. Not necessarily a mature, grown-up, sensible choice, but choice. At any rate, for those people, by the way, before someone says, hey, have you no compassion? Of course I do. What makes more sense for those people? Uh, teaching them to actually learn a skill that, that goes above minimum wage on its own because people are willing to pay them to do it? Or cranking up the minimum wage and ensure that most of them get laid off? By the way, uh, many of those choices, I, I don't know about the majority, but among adults who do make the minimum wage, many of those choices are a whole lot less fraught than, than some of the, the, the choices we already talked about, the teenage pregnancy, the dropping out of school. Uh, lots of people choose to go into careers where the law of supply and demand works against the, their, their wages. Uh, for example, my first major market radio job at the former Evil, Evil Talk Empire when I got out of college, paid me, are you ready for this? $3.35 an hour, which was actually less than I had made at radio stations I worked at in, in high school and college as a percentage of the minimum wage. And I, by the way, to get that job, I beat out a bunch of other people, and I suspect an awful lot of people working at radio stations in, I don't know, Blue Earth or Hibbing, would have jumped on a chance to do the same. We're, spend some time working at minimum wage for a shot at the big time. <laughs> and by the way, boy, did that shot at the big time pay out for me, as I say, here on Saturday afternoon. We'll come back to talk more about that in a moment. 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science, too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. 
Dennis Prager here with my friend Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks? Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at rooftodeck.com. That's rooftodeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors help us continue to keep the twin cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed bearingarms.com covers second amendment issues self-defense the latest gear and more that's bearingarms.com am 12a the patriot the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. By the way, make sure you go to am1280thepatriot.com, not just for all the latest in everything, everywhere, all the things you need to do to stay up to speed on things here, but also news, features, special deals, uh, introductions to merchants that you may not have met, but you're going to like to. Also, all the latest stuff going on here at AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, uh, and, and Salem Communications in general, because it's not just one station here. It's uh, it's us. It's Freedom fifteen seventy. The format's so nice, we do it twice. Uh, more conservative talk for the Twin Cities. It, it is also our good friends at the AM nine seventy, the Believer, and AM fourteen forty, the Businessman, plus the Fish Twin Cities, the online source for Christian music. If you're uh, if you're looking for that, and and many of you are these days, as uh, top forty music uh, continues to slide into, uh, beyond uh, the bottom of the creative abyss. At any rate, we're talking about the. Uh, about about the minimum wage hike in Minneapolis and St. Paul, which should solve all the problems that Minneapolis has, uh, raising the minimum wage to fourteen twenty five an hour. Now, leave aside the fact that, that that given that merchants only have so much money to spend, uh, they are inevitably at some point here. They're raising minimum wages will cause does cause unemployment, which progressives write off, at least the white progressive ones uh, write off by saying, well, it's okay. They're going to be on welfare anyway. Uh, it's, it's, that, that's an interesting way of saying, well, you can either uh, be forced to pay more or they're going to be on the tax rolls here. Uh, by way of saying, we don't really care about teaching them skills that are any of any value or use. Goodness knows they won't do it in the school system, which just keeps getting worse and worse, as we discussed with Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin last week on the broadcast. Now, uh, they, they, they will depend for their 
increase of their future well-being, ostensibly at least, on mother government to do it for them. And yet, the vast majority of people earning minimum wage are teenagers. I mean, that that first statistic we had, 76% of people working for minimum wage jobs live in households with other people that earn a medium median of 70 over $70,000 per household. Which means that they are in fact either teenagers, 20-somethings, whomever, people working for minimum wage but still working at home in households where other people earn a middle class income. And of course, Th- that that's the vast majority. And of those who are left, yes, there are people out there who are in unfortunate circumstances. Almost entirely, almost entirely is a matter of choice. We, we talked about those who dropped out of school, who, who got pregnant, who racked up criminal records and don't have a lot of options, uh, who, who went into other areas of life before they learned marketable job skills like showing up to work on time and... Uh, Basic basic customer service or how to interview. Uh, This happens. But it goes beyond that, too. I I mentioned that my first major market radio gig at the Evil Talk Empire paid minimum wage for the first couple months anyway. And to get that job, I beat out several other candidates, all also recent college graduates, all of them also looking really hard to get into major market radio. The fact that I had worked at four uh, small market stations before that gave me an edge that and the fact that I was a pretty hard worker and I played a mean guitar, which the station needed at the time. Long story. We'll talk about it some other time. But and, and the fact is, for the idea of jumping from a, a market of 15,000 people to a market of 2 million never happens in radio unless you, you it's the kind of thing that, that everyone wants. Few people get a shot at. And you don't get paid a whole lot extra for making that big of a jump. I mean, I lived on three thirty-five an hour for a few months and got a big raise to, I think it was $6 an hour when I became a producer, which after inflation is something like 14 or 15 today. But I did it, and I, and I did it. I, I scrimped and I saved and I sacrificed quite a bit. It got me into major market radio. And, yeah, here I am today. <laughs> At any rate, uh, my favorite example Back in, I think it was 2012, 2014, when Ryan Winkler, uh, in his first go-around in the legislature, uh, started banging the drum for $15 an hour minimum wage. There was a woman, uh, I think her name was Lindsay England or something to that effect. She was making the rounds, uh, very photogenic, articulate, uh, 30-something, labeled as a 30-something-year-old, I think 32-year-old, single mother trying to make ends meet on a minimum wage. And... That that label was as far as it went, by the way, kind of makes you think, what, did she run into some major travail in her life that left her unable to make more than seven twenty five an hour? Well, some of us did a little looking. Turns out that this woman had a college degree, I believe it, uh, believe it either in art or political science, one of the two, about the same, really, uh, and had spent her years since college when she wasn't raising a child, uh, working at art galleries and arts nonprofits, which is fine. I mean, work where you want to work. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a free country. But arts in general are places with few jobs. I mean, the art field in general, there are not a lot of job jobs in the world of art. 
And lots and lots of dewy-eyed young art graduates wanting jobs in their field. And so there's a huge demand of workers, a low supply of jobs, and that means pay drops. The woman literally could have made more money waiting tables at a decent place with a with a clientele that tips or at Walmart or Menards or any big box store. She would have made more money tending bar at a decent bar. But she wanted, apparently, one suspects to work in her field in in the world of either art or political activism. And by the way, there's a lot of of wide-eyed young political science graduates who just want desperately to to work in politics. And so they work for crummy wages as staffers, organizers, door knockers for for who? For politicians, many of whom are advocating for $15 an hour minimum wage but are paying their staff Seven twenty-five, nine dollars an hour at the very at uh, in in many uh, probably the min, uh, the going rate in Minneapolis and St. Paul these days fourteen bucks an hour, uh, paying their staffs minimum wage because hey if you don't want that job there's a whole lot of other uh, wide-eyed, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young poli sci grads from McAllister and St. Thomas who will walk over you to get that same job for minimum wage, and yet they choose to keep doing it. Of course, hoping that, that government will give them a raise as the inflation rate goes up because of, in part, the, the, the minimum wage going up and all those subsidy payments going out to people. They never connect the dots, do they, people? Who knows? Anyway, when we come back, Angus Fox hopefully joins us to talk about his series on Quillette, uh, When Sons Become Daughters, and what you can do about it. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. What a difference a year makes. A much welcome difference from last year at this time. Half of 2021 is in the rear view mirror. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike for their halftime report. What worked, what didn't work, and what's to come. The guys will be sharing ideas to help you get prepared and well positioned for a successful second half of 2021. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or you can call them right now at 855 231 6010. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. 
That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Celebrating two decades.